0: This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, episode number 194. And welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I am your host, Riley Bowman, and today I'm joined by Jacob Paulson. You know, what does it mean when we say ConcealedCarry.com network? It means, Jacob, that for over, well, actually, basically two years now, we have had this vision of a network of shows, a network of podcasts.
1: Yeah, but we've been saying the word network for two years and only had one podcast.
0: I know, I know. It's because it took us two years to launch another podcast, which will be Hidden Airwaves soon. Yeah. Brian, Not the Your Average week? Gun Girls podcast
1: Not Your Average Gun Girls N-Y-A-G-G podcast
0: Yeah, NYAG,
1: Nyag. The NYAG is. podcast is joining the com network
0: Rolls right off the tongue Yeah, okay, well, I guess we'll finally actually have the network We keep saying that we're part of <laughs> You know, I think we should record more podcast episodes When we're both, like, dog-tired, you know Weary, half-asleep, drugged up on Airborne <laughs> <laughs> I was like drugged up on. What is, where is it
1: going with that? <laughs> it's like the closest thing we get drugged up on in our bodies is it's probably root beer. But, That's true. Uh, which we did have some tonight. Yeah, you know, you know, I don't know if the listeners would agree about the whole you know late night dog tired podcast recording <laughs> idea. But uh, yeah, it's it's shot show week, so we are always dog tired. Yeah. Long yeah. days, lots of walk. Today I, I stepped according to my fancy little majigger here. A little over 10,600 steps, roughly 3.24 miles. Dang, dude. Yeah. Now, some of you are out there thinking like, oh, I run that much every morning before I even go to work. Huh. Well, Merry Christmas, but I don't, and I'm tired.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's been quite a week. I'm, it's, um, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I'm just tired. and uh, But yeah, here we are. We're committed to you, our listeners of the podcast, bringing to you yet another episode uh, which uh, today is um, another interview that we've recorded just this week during Shot Show. Yeah.
1: Well, now we were both going to be on this interview. That's true. We were getting it all set up. We yep. were at the uh, Safari Land booth. Yep. Which is a beautiful booth. And and by the way, Safari Land. We love. We're a big fans. Safari Land. And and the th- thing I love most about Safari Land. This is a company that's true to their vision. And they they sell product in order to fuel the more important cool thing that they do, but we'll come back to that maybe in a minute. Cause Farland, is that yeah. awesome. Yeah, but uh, we we were getting set up. We we're going to have the three the three of us. Uh, you know, you, me, and the guest uh, who who we'll introduce here in a moment. And um, basically, Riley's audio equipment was not awesome.
0: Yeah, it was not awesome. It took a crap. <laughs> so, uh, you know, well. Certain elements of it fell apart, and we were able to record only two individuals at a time, two tracks at a time, and so yeah, that it was what it was, and it's like, well, Jacob, sorry, buddy, I bowed out. Yeah, so I stood there and, and just listened to the
1: awesome interview you guys are going are about to hear with Mister Chris Peranto,
0: known as Tanto. Made famous, of course, by uh, the book and the movie 13 Hours, which covers the, the 13 hours uh, of the Benghazi incident, and uh, which is, you know number one, a terrible tragedy that happened to our people over there. Um, and, but, it, but it also came out of that with amazing acts of heroism by people like Mr. Paranto, and we were just very excited and thrilled to be able to connect with him uh he gave us you know graciously of about 30 minutes of his time a busy 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 guy and uh, it was awesome i thought it was a fantastic interview hey real quick i know we mentioned safari land i do want to just mention that they are today's you know kind of honorary sponsor of th- of this episode this episode was made possible because of safari land and we thank them for making uh, such generous youth of, use of some of their booth space, uh, where we were able to set up and interview Mr. Peranto, and we also had a nice chat. And we'll publish this interview at an, uh, another time with uh, Mr. Bill Rogers, uh, the legend, Bill Rogers. And we, you know, talked about uh, some of his history and the beginning of Kydex holsters. And I mean, that'll be, that'll be an interesting one for many of you listeners out there, you know, to kind of hear about how, uh, you know, the father of Kydex, you know, really got started with all of that and where it's led to today. And so that was a fun. one. But anyway, anyway, we thank, uh, Safari Land for making that all possible. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Jacob, I, I don't see any reason why to delay this interview. So let's play back now the interview with Mr. Peronto. We'll catch you on the other side. All right, so I'm sitting here with uh, Mr. Chris Peranto, known as Tonto, and uh, we're here at uh, Shot Show 2018. Uh, pleasure to have you, sir. Thank you so you much too. for making some time for thanks, us. Thanks, Riley. Yeah. yeah,
2: thanks for no, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Even. Yeah. I'm am surprised I'm still even somewhat relevant. It's been <laughs> such a long time. This world shocks me. This, uh, <laughs> but no, I appreciate it. Thank yeah.
0: you. Well, I guess I would say that you're relevant because of <laughs> a, a particular movie.
2: Yeah, the, the, and and you know when when the when the act, when the director actually brings you on set and and lets you let you get it as accurate as you as you can. You know it's Hollywood, and you're trying to put 13 hours into our movie, but when yeah. the director has his heart and soul in it, and he brings the guys on set and he lets you consult on it, and the actors, I, I'm still friends with Pablo Schreiber who played me. He's in you know he's in Den of Thieves now, and you can still see him <laughs> rocking that that mark 46 correctly i'm like yes <laughs> he didn't forget his training Yeah, it it means because it comes across the movie and you see the personality you see the mannerisms you see how that's that's how what combat is. that's yeah. what it is it's it's jokes it's ups and downs but it's getting through the with the brothers by by making off color comments by it that that's what right. it is and that's where we're like you know what let's let's show it it's it's grimy it's dirty at times but honestly right it, it, it's fun it's it's yeah. fun because you have to make it fun because that's the only way you can get through it. And especially when you don't know if there's going to be anybody coming to get you, and you gotta you just gotta stay positive. That's how yeah. you stay positive. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was awesome. Michael, Michael those, did a great job.
0: You gotta find those moments of humanity within yes. the chaos and the, yes. and the disaster yeah. and yep. all that.
2: Yep, and and the uh, the actors Krasinski, Badge, uh, Martini, Pablo, of course, Dominic Fumusa, fantastic guy. They they got our manners down, but they also took the time. To hang out with us, yeah. I said Pablo and I. He, I was very blessed. He was picked early. He was one of the first guys picked. Him and John were the first two picked. And um, immediately that day, he reached out to me on Twitter, and we just started hitting <laughs> it off. And then we just started doing Skype, Facetime, all that. And then we started hanging out. And, oh, that's uh, awesome. And uh, you know, political differences aside, of course, he, he has political differences. I, I don't give a crap. Right. He's still a great guy. I Always got his back. He always got my back. And and uh, and he he really he's underrated. But he man he. And he's, he's, a, he's excuse i know family friend, he's a jackass just like me, really, deep down. <laughs> so it wasn't that big of a stretch to play Tonto, to play me, because he, he already was a smartass in his own right. And, and I, as you can tell, I, I am. I'm That's me. <laughs> that's exactly how I am. Right, right.
0: Well, that's awesome. So tell me, a, 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 you know, as far as your perception of the movie, 13 Hours, yeah. uh, were you pleased with the yes. results of that?
2: Very, very much so. The reason, first of all, the is, reason is Michael didn't use a lot of CGI. Those are real explosions. Those are real fires, and how they do that, and how he's, he's a master of that because because he likes. I mean, everybody knows Michael Bay. He likes explosions, right. um, and we wanted those in there because there was a lot of things exploding. <laughs> I, I love the, the, the naysayers. Which oh, it doesn't Michael Bay There's explosions. And I was I go in interviews, especially with some of the people that remind me a little bit, a little bit on the left side. I'm not yeah. say they were, but the, I said you know you know what it, it is war. There are explosions in combat. Mortars do blow up. Mm. RPGs do blow up. And and he got those right. And I, I, I even think guys people don't realize you could even he could even have made it bigger because when you're actually doing it and you're watching it through night vision, it's spectacular. Yeah. It, it is. It really is a spectacular, beautiful sight that people don't get to see so getting the actual combat scenes now the night vision scenes that's how it looks like If you guys anybody's been through night vision firefights that's you that's what it yeah. looks like lasers going everywhere explosions just your your senses are overwhelmed and that's yeah. what we wanted to get people in the movie too we wanted those senses to be overwhelmed we did have i think it was it's a terrible magazine salon or something box <laughs> or something terrible they're like well we couldn't follow the movie it was too hectic Well, and i remember i remember i did a rebuttal i think with uh it was it was either with um, like a Tactical World or and I did a rebuttal or I you mean being on Fox? I can't remember. And I said, you know what? Guess that's war. Welcome to our world. Yeah. it is chaotic. You don't know what the heck. things are jiggling around. It's <laughs> like so. You know, I, sorry we didn't make it all pretty Hollywood touch. But this is what it's really yeah. like. So I was very pleased. And again, of course, if we were gone on the actors. The actors did a tremendous job, accurately portraying us, but actually getting the human side of of Veterans, operators, contractors—whatever you want to call yep. us—just people were people, and and uh, we all had family, and we all had young, young children at the time. That was that was yeah. accurate. We didn't portray that. Those were we had new kids. Uh, Roan just had had a baby. Tig had just had twins. Um, yeah. John, John, or Jack, uh, Jack Silva. Um. Yeah. He had. He had just. His, they were that young. His wife. He just found out his wife was pregnant. Right. It, it, you know, it was it was it was hard because we, we all had young young families, uh, and Oz's kids were even even very young at the time. So, very yeah. happy with how it was portrayed. Tactical scenes are great, and the actors did a great job. They were they were actually were very tactically sound, yeah. uh, and they got the you can see the hand positions, the 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 yeah. movements, the uh, the utilizing the optics, um, the night vision usage. They look good. They yeah. did. They look because you know as I do. When we look at movies, that's the first yeah. thing we see. Oh, sh- his hands are on man. Yeah, right. right. I, I, yeah. And I know I'm rambling, but one last thing that Pablo did, and I caught it, and it was in the movie. Is he carried? it. He was carrying that bell fed weapon. I can't give it the nomenclature, but anybody's carried that, you know what that is. Yep. And uh, and when he did the charging handle on one of the scenes, he did it palm down. I'm a ranger. I was a machine gunner. I, had, I said that uh, I, we whole we can't do <laughs> stop that. Right we can there. Stop. <laughs> I said you know when we do the charging handle on these belt feds. It's got to be palm up, and they read the whole scene just with that little thing. And that's that's that, fantastic. That, that was the accuracy and that was the respect that they had for us and Michael and the production team, Erwin Stoff there at three arts, and and then also Pablo himself. Mm. And yeah, so so it was it was it was a memorable experience for me. It's very hard to watch because it's extremely accurate and it brings back a lot of memories, right. not only of that night. But I did ten years of deploying before the guys even happened, so it brings in other things that I've done. Right, absolutely. Seen. Yeah,
0: I can totally understand and respect that. So uh, let's shift gears. Well, actually, I did want to ask you one one last follow up to that. Uh, tell me about the the training, if you know that you you were involved with uh, for that movie. I mean, you talked about you know yeah. Pablo. Pablo <laughs> learned some things, obviously, from you. Uh, anything you, you care to share about that?
2: Yeah, you know, actually, they uh, Michael uses and Michael. There's there's a guy that's been in the industry. He's started at Black. He's done the Black Hawk Down movies. He's done the The Rock. He, he, his name's Harry Humphreys. He's a former Dev Group guy, yep. and, and you know the Seal Seal community in Hollywood go hand in hand. <laughs> but but Harry's been there a long, and he's been there done that. Plank owner, you know, in the in the, in the teams, so. Harry, and Harry's been in the in the movie industry for such a long time. He knows the speak of the movie industry, but he also knows the tactics. And he brings guys on that, you know, Harry, this tactics they used back when he was in is not the same as now, but he brings guys on right. that are still tactically in the know, that are still working. Yeah. In fact, two of his advisors, I can't give you their names, sure, but two of his advisors that work on his team are guys I work with downrange. When I saw him, I'm like, hey, what's, <laughs> I actually trained one of them to go overseas when he, before he started working the contract. So it was. It was. It was like, well, yeah. He's using the same guys that I work with downrange, so they're getting the right tactics. And then after they get done with Harry, and there, Harry's still. I mean, he, he's. If you're not a SEAL, you're not going to work for Harry. So that's how it is. <laughs> but then Pablo was okay enough to say, okay, Pablo, you got that down. You got the basics. Because really, in a nutshell, if you're in a special ops community or light infantry, you know, weapons manipulation is pretty much going to be the same. But yep. every person's going to have a little bit different. Ranger's going to be a little bit different than Seal, so I would pull Pablo and say, "Let's go now." And I'm going to teach you how a Ranger would do it and how I would do it. And so they he right. was. He, but Harry gave him a tremendous base. It was easy just to do a little nuances. So hey, let's just change this up a little bit, you know. And then Dominic Famusa with the with the 203. Yeah. You know, he'd learned how to do it there with Harry, but then Tig had to pull him aside and say, "Okay, this is how I would utilize the the 203." So you see. Dominic used that that two hundred three in the movie. That's how they did it. it, and it looks yeah. it's it looks right.
0: It look it really does. What an impressive scene and movie. So let's shift gears now. So yeah. uh, tell me, you know, what have you been up to since then, man?
2: Um, well, when the movie came out, you know, it, it it was a little bit of a. The book had been out for about a year or two, I think, and so I had i gotten used to like doing the doing the speaking tour, and, and I I had actually become a uh, public speaker at that time and so I was doing a lot of public speaking. Then he had the movie promotion. Um, it was an adjustment there because then the, the public figure life really became real. Um, it was one of those things during the book that it was like, okay, well, we're doing some book signings we're talking a little bit. It's going to end. And then, yeah, I, I from I, my parents blessed me with some personality <laughs> and a little bit of charisma <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that came through and I started doing public speaking and I don't get in front, I don't get scared going in front of a crowd. I can talk in front of 10,000 people. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, and that took off. And then I started doing motivational speaking, you know, not to talk about Benghazi, but using Benghazi as kind of a lessons learned, but also Ranger school. And, and, and it started taking off from speaking to, about leadership to, uh, BP oil, uh, Burger King corporation doing that and right. that too. And then, so that started just, and then during the, during the election year, because Benghazi and because yeah. I, now he, he's a public speaker, it, it, I was doing three or four speeches, uh, uh, talks, public speaking events a week. In fact, week? I did three in one day in two, three different wow. states. I, my and goodness. I, I ran myself right ragged. And this last year, Boone, Dave yep. Benton, my, my guy was up on the roof me, he does hold my leash. He is, he is, he is, a, he is a holder. <laughs> Boone saw me, and he saw me at the last shot show. And he saw me. He's like, "Dude, you okay?" I'm like, "No, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm wore out. I, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm through." He goes, "Why don't we start a training company?" Let's start. and because uh, him and I have been instructors as well for local nationals downrange, and also instructors for open enrollment. You know, there's basic pistol to, to, uh, to room entries to CQB to to uh to um um, individual protectment we we've done that for 10 people don't realize we've been instructors survey instructors for 10 11 years too and uh he's like why don't you know we need to get you let's get you back on the range get you out and kind of where you need to be and uh it took a little while for me to formulate it but because i wanted to maintain control i didn't want to have sponsors uh, that that didn't i didn't trust so um about six months ago we i said we got the we got it going we said well let's start a, a tactical company called battle line training the name Battleline. I was listening to a song called Frontline, and the next song was Battleborn from Five Finger Death. Oh. That's how I came up Battleline. I love that Cause, song because every 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 other domain name, the cool domain name, uh-huh. has already been taken. Like God, I can't think of a name. So people ask, "What's Battleline?" I got it from two songs I was listening to. That's well, awesome. But we we started <laughs> we we started the company, and we did a, a, a little blurb about, "Hey, we're going to have a training event in Tacoma." At 88 Tactical, where I was an instructor for uh, 88 Tactical, I was an adjunct for those guys. I still am. There and uh, 32 people signed up like within two weeks. We we're just doing wow. a uh, just doing a, a concealed defensive concealed carry, this yeah. concealed pistol. Like oh, we got something here. Yeah. Now it wasn't supposed to officially start till 2018, but that rig that started six months ago, and then we had a just a massive request for, hey, when are you going to have one in Texas? When are you going to have one in Florida? So we did eight more courses mm. leading up to the official start, which is this year. And now, because of that, we have sponsors. Maxim Defense is our primary sponsor. Maxim is a fantastic, fantastic product out there. If you don't know, check out MaximumDefense.com. Great guys. Um, Vertex sponsors us as well. Mm. And so we have to have 12 training dates all around the country. We are. And so I'm doing, doing firearms and tactical training, still doing the public speaking, and then uh, the this the uh, big uh, book publisher that did Thirteen Hours they asked me if I'd write a leadership book, which is I did, and called The Ranger Way. And that was that was not fun. That was that was a <laughs> difficult thing because it was on my own. Right. And I had to talk about so I had to talk about failures. I because yeah. really anybody that's been out there, you know, how do you learn? How do you become wise? How do you get better? What you fail and you pick yourself up and you try again. So it was a bit humbling. So if you anybody that reads The Ranger Way, they'll find out that uh, I was actually kicked out of the army the first time I was in because i did something really stupid but i took two years off i didn't stop i went and got my master's degree during those two years mm. and then uh i the army said well we'll let you back in but you got to go through basic day one all over." And i said okay and i did it all over again yeah. basic airborne ranger in dock went back to ranger as a ranger battalion as a private yeah it's just some of those things where i'm not proud of in my life but if people can learn from them. and so I, I did the book and of course, when I did the book, then the speaking events shot back. <laughs> Comes up. back, yeah. It's Like, geez, Ken, I, I'm like Trump, man. I, I just want to say the most outlandish, stupid things, and maybe this thing. Well, and I love Trump, but he does say some stupid stuff. I do too. I'm Tano. I do <laughs> love Trump. I, I'm happy he's in office, guys. I, I, I back him wholeheartedly. I'll bet you do. I do, but but it's like as opposed set, to the alternative, oh, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? But that's what people people want you to speak. To, whether it's our, off the cuff, whether it's politically correct or not, that's what people want nowadays. Yeah. And and so every time I say something I'm like this is gonna, this is gonna let me stay home so I can fish all the time. Nope. It's totally opposite. It's like, hey, we got more events. You got to go speak. We got more signups to go train. Like, oh, my gosh. You know what? I'll just say I back Hillary Clinton. And let's, no, I can't say that. I just, I just hurt myself by saying that. That's that. Oh, hurt. boy. That you know, if heart. I edit this the right yeah, way. <laughs> don't do it. Don't, oh, my Lord, don't do it. I said it, and I just hurt my heart saying that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that would never happen. No, I'm, uh, she's still, she's still going to go to prison, and I'm still working on it. Yeah, it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Um, so since you brought up uh, your, your training, obviously, uh, yep. which I think is fascinating, I, I think it's wonderful. We have amazing individuals in this industry. Yeah, you know, in right, the last—I right. mean—such an influx in the last 10, 15 years of amazing qualified well, instructors. Well, there's a
2: lot of knowledge, and a lot of them have real, real downrange experience, which right. is fantastic because now it's been validated. The tactics and the techniques that you've tried—they've been validated—or devalidated downrange and you do have fantastic guys and then you also have the guys that i admired that i looked up to the guys like paul howe you Mm -hmm. know from from blackhawk and of course from everything else right Uh, you know those guys are still out there and and they're amazing and they're the guys that i looked up to like man i just strive to be like you know so you're right we do have and then you of course you got tim kennedy sheepdogs which is fantastic who doesn't you, you learn you got guys with so much experience and then you have guys that have that public persona, which does help drive it, and most of the people in that in our arena are very positive, and that's you're getting a positive, positive, uh, positive instructors, multiple values of knowledge. Most of them are very humble. Most of yep. them are not all of them. I, yep. I, I hate, and most of them. Are, and so you're people are able to get direction and learn from all these different people of different ways of doing things. So then they can find out what's best for themselves, and that's right. how me and Boone teach too. It's like, hey, we don't know everything. Right, we know our even me and Boone because we teach together. We disagree on stuff. Even during class, <laughs> we don't we don't fight, but like hey, we'll say, hey, Boone does it this way, Tono does it this yeah. way. Both ways work. So people are getting they're getting two instruct they're getting two leads up front to give them different ways. And we're saying this, but the basic fundamentals: crush grip, good sight picture, follow through. Those, if you maintain those standards. You can kind of get away. You can get away every once in a while with maybe not punching out all the way or maybe right. not clearing that obstacle all the way as long as you get these basics down. But yeah. you're right. I, I totally agree with you, bro. I, it's it's amazing.
0: Yeah, and I think that's, you know, what you just shared right there I, I think is quite telling. That's one of the best ways, I think, to approach it as an instructor. It's to not be that instructor that's constantly like, this is the only yes, way you oh, do it. I hated right? that. Because yeah, yeah. anybody that's in the know knows... They don't know everything. Yes,
2: <laughs> you, don't, you don't. You You don't know. And I, I hated instructors. I could. I didn't learn from them. Right. As soon as they said that, my Shut mom, off. I'm off. I, you're an idiot. And it's you're an idiot. And uh, you see, there's still some guys that, that are out there that do that. And uh, but the majority of them don't anymore. And that's a good thing. And yeah. it also allows it to be a less intimidating environment. The the dynamics. Uh, the dynamic of, of the ages that we have and the skill levels that we have come through our open course. Like our, we had a car, uh, one of our home ranges is in Whitesboro, Texas. We have a home range. We work with uh, Larry, the Blackberry Cowboy, great guy. He, we utilize him. He does some of our DT stuff. We're going to use him more in, more in our our training. But we had a big course out there. Twenty nine people showed up for a defensive pistol course, and we had guys from the uh, Denton Police Department qualified. Some of these guys were on the ERT or SWAT, whatever yeah. you know. And then we also had uh, this. Uh, she was six year old, six year old lady that had just taken a basic pistol course, and it comes to that dynamic that is amazing because you're getting people that have never shot before, maybe only or have done a few. Because she had to have some requisites because it was a defensive yep. carry, defensive concealed carry. But then you got guys on the other spectrum, and we're able to communicate to both because yeah. it's a it's a non-confrontational, non-intimidating, fun environment. But we also you also can turn it up a notch when it's necessary. That's yeah. what's beautiful about even this. You you didn't find that in the past. It was guys like <laughs> yes. us. Now you got guys everywhere people everywhere. Then that that helps support the Second Amendment, and it makes us stronger. And it makes us fight these dang liberals that want to take it away from us. It right. helps us. Gives us more people. Hmm.
0: Tell me, uh, as a training company, what what are some of your guiding principles like? What are some of the the big takeaways that you want every student to come away with? Well, you
2: first of all, you said it. Nobody knows everything. Learn everything that you can. Put it in your kit bag, and then you can utilize it at a later time. You have that yeah. kit bag? I need it now. Um, uh, that's a big guiding principle, amazing thing. Also, be attentive. People with their cell phones, too much down here. The first line of defense is not that gun. It's not that knife. It's not even your fists. It's being aware of your surroundings. Right. And we do teach that. That's part of all of our course. All of me and Boone's courses is attention to detail, being attentive, aware of your surroundings. Stuff that you think is common sense, but people forget, especially because of these dang cell phones nowadays. <laughs> um, that is your first line. If you can be a hard target, and a lot of people have heard this. I think everybody that teaches some sort of defensive class says this. Criminal, bad guy, they're going to look for the easy target. If you're not an easy target, they're not going to come after you, most times they're not, unless they're just crazy and they're just hell-bent on, on killing you. Then you have to go to lethal force. We do teach lethal force. We do teach the use of force. We also bring try to, if we come in, like uh, uh, for Texas Texas has, a, has a, uh, a group that actually defends people that I think it's called Texas Gun... Gun law or something like that, it's it's actually a problem. Oh, oh, you're group.
0: talking about the Texas Law Shield. Texas Law Shield, which uh, is branded nationwide as U.S. Law Shield. The U.S. Law Shield,
2: and yep. they, like we'll bring groups like that into there, yep. so they can promote their stuff. But we also teach people: be advised, if even if you have a lawful shoot and you know you're lawful, you're defending your use force, through your threat for bodily harm. Um, you have no other escape routes, and you have to use lethal force. You will. Somebody will sue you, or they will come after you, and that's just, so we'll teach. That's when we bring the experts within a particular state to give them an overview of what the legality legalities are of that state. So that's another thing people need to know. But I, I don't want people to be scared either. We also say don't let this scare you to not use lethal force, so you hesitate because that will get you killed as well. Just know yep. that you are going to have to explain yourself, but also know there are people out there that will help you and protect you because you deserve to be protected. So it's all about the mindset first, and then we get into the training. Uh, So I I get into the training of just the particulars. But fundamentals of marksmanship is fundamentals of marksmanship. It is. And it's just continually repetition, repetition, continue to train. What we like to preach on the range is self-correcting. So when we're out there shooting, if somebody is throwing rounds, whether it's left or right, and we make some corrections, and then later in the day, I come up to him and I look at it and say, "Hey, you're still making the same mistake." And they're like, "Yeah, I know. I'm doing this wrong. i you. You're good. Hey, you're gonna figure it out because right. they learn on their own. I don't have to come and keep telling them like they know what they're doing wrong. They just got to get the repetition to fix it. That is awesome. Which means like you can do everything on your own. You can do this course, self-correcting behavior, figure it out on your own. If you're figuring out on your own what you're doing wrong, and you can call your own rounds. My job's done. <laughs> I, what am I going to now come to the now come to a more a next level course where we can do some more fun stuff, whether it's shooting out of vehicle, shooting behind cover, doing rundowns, sweating, and you know, it's, yeah. So my thing is it's all within you and Boone's the same way and it's all self-correcting. And the bottom line is learn everything from every instructor out there and then utilize what's best for you because not every instructor knows everything. And, yeah. and even physiological, physiological aspects of people, your biology is going to determine how you actually utilize weapon systems as well. I mean, an example is uh, if somebody has a bigger hand, they're going to have more meat on that trigger. Yep. It, and so don't go into something, oh, you're, you're remember back in the past, yep. this is, you're supposed to have yep. this. That's where it's got to be, well, man. Yeah, well, That's the only happened, way to do it. What happened if your cream <laughs> out there's your barn? you got fingers out there? It's not going to happen. Yeah. So it's just it's just other crush grip, right? You've got more finger on the trigger. And we'll get you spot on, and then you just keep continue to fight like that. And that's that's why I just always just always learn from everybody and take it away from everybody. Everybody's got something good to say. Everybody does.
0: Awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, man, I, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm enthralled sitting here talking to you. About I, and this I'm sorry, I you talk know, a lot. I'm sorry, I just ramble. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ryan. Eh. I'm opening my mind, and I'm just soaking <laughs> in, brother. So, uh, what, what are some big goals for you coming up here in the next year or two?
2: You know what? And people, want, I, we had, I had an interview yesterday, and this was a good question because I never thought about it. They said, well, "What, what's your end state with BattleLine?" The end state with BattleLine is to become the industry, and I, I say learn from everybody, which me and me and Boone do as well. I mean, I still learn from other instructors out there, other shooters, mm. but become BattleLine be the uh, be uh, be its own self 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 instructing. Agent. What I mean by self instructing means. Boone and I aren't teaching all the courses. Battleline is out there running in the name Battleline. We vet the instructors that come in. We get them how we, we would like them to be, which is not just necessarily the, the shooting aspect of it, but this is how we would like you to teach. Right. The, the, the I don't know everything mentality, the friend, hey, we're going to teach you, but the, non, the non-intimidating the mentality that we, him and I both have. And have Battleline out there teaching courses that with uh, where Boone and I are doing a few. But we have, have kind of like how Blackwater was in the beginning when they were teaching, they're out there teaching people and, and having their own, uh, you're, anybody comes in, and you didn't have to be the first Blackwater instructor. And that's yeah. what I, I, I would like to see that. I would like to see Battleline become the industry, not I don't, industry standard, when I say that, I, I don't want to say it because that means it, it, we, our own way of doing it. I don't want that. I just want Battleline to be a name that associates it. If you get Battleline instructors you may not get Boone or Tunnel, but you're going to get somebody that's well. You're going to learn from, and and you're 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 going to pull a lot from. And also, it, it allows me to stay home more, so I'm not out there on the road. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, Boone is the same way. We're like we we like Valiant to become big, big as a big construction company, but also getting even in the lines of protection because right? him and I have a lot of a lot of still a lot of con did the contract thing for a lot of years, a lot of yeah. high threat protection. And even being in, finally, maybe you get into government contracts or offering, uh, doing contracts and sending guys down range to protect diplomats. Uh, I think that would be the pipe dream picture. Yeah. Um, with me personally, <laughs> being home-war. Yeah. I It's as simple as that, being home-war. And, and uh, I think I'm on my way. I still live in Nebraska. Cost of living's nothing. <laughs> I don't spend my money frivolously. I still live in the same house. I've done some upgrades to it, but... Yeah, being home and being able to be with my kids more—that's that's 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 what I look forward to. Yeah. I know it's simple, but on the business side, I'm yeah, making Battleline and staying with Maxim Defense and and being a brand ambassador for them till they become the they they become the industry standard for CQB rifles mm. and PDW PDW yeah. stocks and, and PDW yeah, uh, and PDW pistols, not rifles, so right?
0: PDW, rifle. and they've got some some cool stuff, man. i uh, are yeah. checking them out at the industry day at the range. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, awesome stuff, man. Um, tell me, what what are you doing these days to keep yourself sharp?
2: Um, well, I do train on my own. I mean, it, it, that's that's good. That's therapy training for mm-hmm. me. Going, out. I do shoot. I, I luckily again being involved and being able to to uh, to be with 88 Tactical 2 as an adjunct at times, and 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 they're they're being local there in Omaha. You know, I can go and Shea Deegan, who who runs the uh, 88 Tactical store there in Omaha, I say, hey Shea, can you come block a range off for me so I can just nobody bothered me i can go shoot and he's awesome and he lets me do it so i i just i go the range i mean how do you how do you stay sharp at anything you you got to keep shooting yep so uh and but you know it's it's not it's not it's therapy for me so it's not like i don't feel like i'm out there training i'm just out there yeah just get my mind clear so that is a big thing um with me being so so active as far as travel um i am always aware of my surroundings because i have to be yeah um and that keeps me sharp because I do have threats against me. I do have threats. I don't post it. Most people that do follow me on social media, they won't see pictures of maybe of the backs of my kids' heads. But they will never see their faces because of the threats. But that keeps me attentive. And that actually makes it. want. it's not paranoia. I'm just aware of my surroundings because of the amount of travel I do. And, and uh, I'm not always in a friendly environment like this. So right. I, I have to stay aware. And that. But, you know, after deploying for so many years, 10, 11 years, being with the Rangers, then then serving with 19 Special Forces Group for a little while, um, being aware of surroundings and just watching watching people's hands, and, and again, it's not paranoia, it's actually become a lifestyle. Right. And um, we try to teach that to people as well. It's like, hey, you're not paranoid because you're looking for an exit when you come into a restaurant, when you're watching somebody's hands, you're being yeah. smart. And with me... With the amount of travel I do, and I'm on the road all the time, I'll be honest. I really still haven't really shut down from when I was overseas. I'm still very aware, and uh, but I do have my I do right. I, I do have my down days where I I'll, I'll make a mistake and I'll catch myself like Holy crap! If that dude had a knife, I'd have been done. You're done. But mm-hmm. that makes me I'm still thinking about it, yeah. and, and I'm not perfect, and I don't well, see everything. It's
0: a it's a skill that has to be learned. Yes. And uh, the more you do it, the more you practice those awareness skills. Yes. Uh, it get, becomes more second nature, and I mean, you do it every day life. Yep.
2: Yeah, we call it war gaming, or just yep. just situational awareness, just be, just putting situations. I'm sitting in this restaurant. A guy comes through the door with that gun. What do I do? Yep. It's simple as it. it's. It's people. It's not paranoia. And with today's society, holy crap! With all these domestic and they are domestic terrorists. All these yep. domestic shootings. You have yeah. to be. Well, I mean, we just got, saw
0: one in Kentucky today. Yeah. Oh, t- I
2: didn't know that. Yeah. Ah.
0: Another school shooting, man. See, it's,
2: and that breaks your heart and and that's those are we and we we've got to also push and we're out of and i don't want to get political i'm I'm going a little bit we also have to push legislation that they're hitting these easy targets they're hitting and they're hitting targets where guns are not allowed those don't stop criminals where you put a sticker that says no guns allowed guess what you just stop the law-abiding citizens from being able to protect themselves so i i I think uh i you know i i know we're getting off subject a little bit but (laughs) but You know, that's also, I guess, what I do in my future too. Is I still am a because of the social media following, uh, and it, social media is a huge thing. Um, I still s- politically outspoken, uh, and I can be, and I and because of of the following that I have, um, it resonates. It's starting to resonate even more, which is good uh, because a lot of these politicians, and I can't stand them. I can't stand them. They make this country less safe. So that's also what I and. It's something I don't enjoy doing, Yeah. but if you have a voice and you're able to make an effect change, then you should use it, and, and I do, even though I hate social media running. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> you're not alone in that, by the way. Yeah, I hate it, but that, yeah. that's also my future, too, so, but um, never will go into politics, so it's, it's not for me. People have asked. I've been asked to run for Congress in my own state. Uh, no. You just want to stay home. I do. I, I can affect change in other ways, but that, yeah. that's not what I want to do.
0: Awesome. Well, brother, uh, we admire you. Oh, uh, no. we, we appreciate you, uh, honor you, and, and those are your, your brethren, um, particularly those who did not come home. Well, it, at least. those are the heroes.
2: Yeah. None of the guys, me, Boone, Oz, all those guys, we're not heroes. Roan, Bastard Steven, Sean, and, and Bob, they're, they're the heroes because they gave everything. They gave, we, we were just lucky enough that, that the, the, to, to make it home. Yeah. you know but I, you know i appreciate you having me man and yeah. let me talk i'm like holy crap you're not like hannity at all sean's awesome but he never lets me during our off time when we have breaks i'm like did you gonna let me say something this time he's like hey you Tano but, but i appreciate it yeah riley, no, I, riley I, thanks i like man. to ask the questions yeah, and, and then
0: and then like i say you know glean the thanks. answers and the information from you and you've been thanks, you've been wonderful bro. today so appreciate it very much well
2: keep keep working hard in that state get yeah. Get Denver fixed. You. Get wash your slope's <laughs> still good. Fix Denver, brother. Keep doing your Working thing. Working on it. Thanks. For brother. sure. God we'll bless catch up you, man. with you again soon. Raleigh, take Thank care, you. my friend.
0: And we're back. <laughs> so, <laughs> on, the, on the
1: other side.
0: I <laughs> uh, hope you enjoyed this interview that I was fortunate to be able to do with uh, Chris Peranto. And uh yeah, what'd you think, Jacob? Just on you know, real quick summary.
1: Yeah, you know, I think what you, you may not get from listening to this interview that I, I think is important to share is that Chris is not only an American you know, hero and warrior, but he's also a genuinely wonderful individual. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that sometimes we forget that our, our warriors, our, our men and women out there that are fighting, they're also human and that means that you're going to have just like any other skew of the population you're going to have some wonderful people you're going to have some you know not as awesome people you have different personalities <laughs> and different different people over there and and chris happens to be one of those people that is just you know true to form a, a class A act uh he he really cares and he just he always has a smile and and you just can't help but love this dude.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and it's funny you mentioned that because that those sorts of things don't always come out in today's 24-hour media. No. Because uh you know, I mean Mr. Peranto, uh, he he's passionate about what he does and what he believes in, and he's passionate about getting his message out there and and standing up for our soldiers, um, our contractors, you know, anyone that represents uh, the U.S. of A. and uh, and passionate about standing up for uh, what happened over there and getting down to to the bottom of it. Um, but sometimes, you know, it doesn't always get communicated through media, you know, where. Uh he says things that sometimes get people riled up. And yeah. you know, that's just who he is. He's going to say it how it is, but you're absolutely right. Uh your shoulders with him for a brief time. Uh you, he is truly a, a a wonderful wonderful person. We're just thrilled that we were able to catch him for a brief interview. And so we hope this content was and this interview was interesting and informative and educational for all of you listening at home.
1: Yeah, and, and send us your thoughts. Let us know what you thought. We'd love to hear that. Uh, we'd love to, I mean, of course, we always love to earn your, your review on iTunes. We'd also like to hear feedback. So send us an email at podcast.concealedcarry.com. At uh, let us know you, what you thought of this, uh, this interview or others, and, and we'll continue to bring you more content like this.
0: Absolutely. Well, we hope to see, see you all again soon. We're going to try to survive one more day of shot and then head home and try to recover. Well, yeah. we will be back and see you all again
1: next week. Yep, that's right. And the good news is we've recorded a lot of episodes this week. So you probably oh, sure. should expect to hear a lot of interviews that were done at SHOT Show over the upcoming weeks as we get those all edited and produced and published. Yeah. So uh, more, more to come.
0: Very productive week. So there you have it. Uh, we'll let you all go now. Take care, everyone. We will see you next time.